The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Empower Radio presents The Miracle of Healing with Lisa Campion. Meet healers, learn different modalities, and hear empowering stories of people on their healing journey. The Miracle of Healing on Empower Radio. Here's your host, Lisa Campion. Hello, I'm Lisa Campion, and this is The Miracle of Healing on Empower Radio, where conscious people come together to explore the world of healing and heal the planet, one person at a time, one listen at a time. We've got a great listen today. So we're going to talk about one of my very, very, very favorite topics, which is the topic of intuition and radical intuition. So what what is radical intuition? Just even the name of that is so wonderful um, and intriguing to me. But, you know, intuition has been something that we've we've had in, uh, as part of our life throughout the ages. And many of the most extraordinary human beings we've had on the planet, Einstein, Da Vinci, Joan of Arc, Steve Jobs, Oprah, Stephen Hawking, they've all talked about intuition and attributed a lot of their success to their intuition. And I'm super happy to have with us um, Kim Chesney today, who wrote this incredible book, Radical Intuition, um, which is really all about, uh, it's the revolutionary guide to using your inner power. So thanks for being on the show with me today, Kim. Thanks, Lisa. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, me too. So tell us a little bit about how you came to be sort of this, this leading expert and creating that intuition lab and how did you, you started your life as an artist is that right yeah you know it's really been an intuitive journey i guess it's not sort of one of those things that um you would have expected you know i've worked in technology for 20 years but at heart i've i've been an artist i have my degree in oil painting um and i've always you know like a lot of people out there have been really intuitive And I think for me, I just had so many intuitive experiences as a young person and then subsequently throughout my life that I really just had to understand it and make sense of it in my own life. And it kind of became a quest for me to to really um, hack intuition and understand how it was serving us and why it was actually something normal and not anything to be afraid of that whole thing. So, yeah, it's been a it's been a convoluted journey, but a wonderful journey. And I'm really excited to where it's ending up now. And what is radical intuition? Yeah. So, you know, and I think you've probably experienced this working, you know, in the psychic world and the intuitive world that a lot of people don't really understand intuition um, as a really with a comprehensive definition. Right. It's sort of like this nebulous thing that people hear like, oh, it's a gut feeling or it's an instinct or it's like a sneaking suspicion. Right. There's all these different terms we use to define these nebulous qualities of intuition. But with radical intuition, I really wanted to kind of look at all those different facets of intuition and create a comprehensive understanding of how it actually works in all aspects of our life. Because intuition is really, it's all connected to one thing. It's one sort of um, 
faculty that's working, but it manifests itself in different pathways, in different ways. You might show up as a, a feeling or a knowing or a, a sensation, right? So there, as you know, there's different ways that we can experience it. So with radical mm -hmm. intuition, I really just wanted to show people that it's a normal part of life and it's a part of our cognitive function that every person that every that walks on this planet can use every day. Hmm, that's so cool. And you, in order to study it, you um, you developed something called the Intuition Lab. Mm -hmm. What's that all about? Yeah, so that's where I, you know, when I decided I wanted to hack intuition, I thought the lab would be a perfect um, kind of way to approach a school on intuition. So, you know, I've been teaching intuition and psychic development for many, many years. And then I really wanted to kind of take it to the next level of researching and exploring it and trying new things with cohorts of people and, and really finding new ways to access those intuitive parts of our brain. So, um, so the lab sort of evolved out of that for that purpose. And I was able to really connect people all around the world. I've, I've been working with students from so many different countries to, to connect beyond time and space. Like we don't even, we're not even the same place. So, you know, it's really exciting to see it work in across the miles and across the moments. And it really proves to people how powerful intuition can actually be. Hmm, you love that. And, and like, if for those of us that don't really, um, I mean, is everybody intuitive? Like, what about people who don't think they're intuitive? Like, how, how does that come across? Like my husband, my husband was convinced he was not intuitive. He was, he was in the military and intelligence and he is in cybersecurity. He's the definition of the, the least intuitive person that you would ever think you were. And now, now that he's met me, he's like do, using intuition all the time. So yeah, everybody has it. I think that people just don't realize they have it and they don't know how to use it. They don't know what it is, right? Because we've been taught to kind of ignore that part of our brain for right. so many years, right? We're just like, oh, that's not real. That can't serve you just because we don't understand it. But now we're starting to realize, you know, with this, it's really an amazing moment in time we are in right now because with quantum physics and technology, we're realizing that, wait, there's something to intuition after all. That's not just woo. It's not just spooky. Mm -hmm. It's something really real and important and valuable. And it, it's tied into this quality of genius that you talked about when we started the program. So it's a really important revolution. You know, I'm talking about radical intuition. We're talking about making this revolution of making this shift into the intuitive mind and thinking, learning to think intuitively, not just rationally. Yeah. And I feel like for me, like those two forces, they're, they're sort of, they're often opposed. I don't think they have to be, but the, we sort of oppose them, you know, and that in my experience of my intuition and, and like the, my own uh, personal kind of coming, coming into harmony and integrating my intuition was realizing how often my mind argues mm -hmm. with it. So like my, your intuitive sense will give you like a whole kind of low down on a situation, you know, like, oh, like, oh, maybe this isn't a good situation we're not we're not really sure that person's trustworthy like i have a creepy feeling about that yes. and then and then your my mind will be like what are you talking about lisa why do you think that like you like everybody else likes that person why don't you like that person you know and i and example. you know we i think we've learned you know um because kids are so naturally intuitive but i think at some point we learn to 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 not listen to like put that voice away and choose the voice of our mind over this other other thing like what do you tell me what you think about that is that a common that's my experience yeah, but is no, that something I, that you uncover a lot 
I couldn't agree with you more on everything you just said. Um, you know, I think really we're conditioned out of our intuition. Um, I think we're conditioned that with that other voice in our mind that, you know, we've got it all backwards. I, I do like a whole, I have a little talk I give on how we've been taught to think wrong. Um, mm -hmm. We've been trained to think with our rational minds and maybe paying attention to how we feel after that, right? Like, like maybe, but it should be the other way around. We should be listening to those first insights, those first impressions, right? That, that thing that's telling you there's something up with that person. Even if we don't have the rational facts to support it, you're listening to that first insight and then allowing our mind and our educated thoughts to support that, right? Instead of pushing it down. Right. But mm -hmm. to say, okay, so I'm having this impression about something. It's happening for a reason. Maybe I should trust that and honor it instead of rationalizing my way out of it, which is what we do so often. And like famous last words, you know, I ignored my intuition. Right. You know? And that's, uh, you know, that's the thing when our mind will tell us that, oh, there's nothing to worry about. You're fine. But the intuition knows. Right. So we, we got to listen to that and start to trust ourselves. Yeah, I love that. And and I think it's sort of this retooling, you know, refocusing our priorities or refocusing where we put our attention, because I know we've all had that that moment of regret <laughs> where we were like, didn't listen to myself. And like, now I'm paying the price for that. And um, I have this theory that I've been dying to run by you, actually, that that intuition is like the gateway to our soul. It's almost like the soulful self mm -hmm. um, and that. And, it, and that our soul doesn't really have a way to speak directly to our mind. Like our mind is a little insulated from that energy, but our in, our intuition is the, the voice of our soul in our own life. What do you think? What do you think? Is that, could that be true? Yeah, 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 absolutely. So, you know, like, like Paramahansa Yogananda said that the intuition is the soul's power of knowing God. You know, we've mm. heard intuition to, referred to as the language of God. So it really is the interface that we have with that higher power, you know, whatever you want to call it, whether you call it source or your soul or um, the universe or life, you know, whatever your beliefs are, it doesn't matter. It's our connection to that thing and that, that level of awareness and existence and all of the information and data and experiences that are out there on that higher level that right here in front of us, we, we don't experience. And, and to your point about um, our, our brains not being able to understand it, I mean, it makes really perfect sense because, you know, the side of our brain that we use to think rationally and linearly, you know, that functions. We know that. We have two hemispheres of our brain and we know that the intuitive side functions totally different. It doesn't communicate the way we, you know, we do with languages through um, images and symbolism and visual right. things and musical things. So, so when you think about how your intuition, think about, you know, your psychic, all of the way that your intuition communicates to you, it's through that kind of left brain faculty, right? It, yeah. And occasionally you'll get phrases or words or whatever, but, but it's, it's processed through a different part of our minds. So, so it is that way of connecting. I think that that pathway comes a different way. It can't come. Everybody's like, why doesn't your intuition just come out and say, Hey, don't go down the street today. Cause there's an accident, right? No, it does. I mean, sometimes you might get something like that to happen, but typically it'll be a feeling. It'll be an impression. It might even be like an image that comes to your head or an idea. Right? All functions through that different side of your brain. I was so, um, so excited to read about your how you correlate the four kinds of intuition to archetypes because mm -hmm. I love doing archetype work and I, I do a lot of work with archetypes in my own process and with my awesome. own students. So I thought it was brilliant what you wrote about the archetypes and the four different uh, types of intuition. Can you talk about that yeah. a little bit? 
Yeah. So I really, you know, that kind of came to me when I was trying to, you know, differentiate the different pathways, you know, like the way that intuition talks to us and how some people have really open pathways and really kind of allows them to move into this sort of archetype as the four archetypes are a, a healer, um, the visionary, the mystic, and the sage, right? So um, based on which pathway is most open, you'll identify with these different archetypes in different ways. Some people might identify with all of the archetypes. Um, so it was really important to me to kind of, to have an archetype associated with each type of intuition because it would just convey the energy in a really human way, right? Yeah. So you, and you can see the highest sort of example of it, of, of when it's functioning. And, you know, if you're really good at spiritual intuition and transcendental intuition, this archetype of the mystic comes into play and you can really embody that in your life. Yeah, that's so cool. I love that. I'm also um, fascinated by how you were able to take the work that you're doing in work in corporations. You know, and I've, I've actually done a bit of that too. I worked with a lot of um, uh, CEOs of, of companies. And what I noticed, like these sort of Fortune 500 um, CEOs, they're really interested in this topic. Mm -hmm. And they, to me, they've seemed to be um, brilliant at combining their logical mind and their analytical mind with their intuition and they kind of bring them together in, in, a, in and they often work it like they practice it and they work it in a very co conscious way so they can use the best of both of those things together, which seems to make them more effective leaders or better at what they're doing. But tell me how you got, um, you know, invited to work in some really big companies and some high tech kind of places. Yeah, and you're 100% right. And I think that every good leader is going to recognize intuition and mm -hmm. it's something valuable because like it is that difference between being good and being great. And it is that little spark of genius. So, um, you know, for me, uh, my the pathway into this work was through the arts. And uh, as, as you know, I was working in creative technology, I was working with innovative companies, who, companies that were out there trying to create new products that people wanted, that were trying to lead the way, set the trends, push the boundaries, right? All of that is the purview of intuition. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing that, you know, a lot of people didn't realize until maybe the last 10 years. It wasn't something that we, we really heard people talking about. You know, intuition was sort of delegated for like crystal balls and tarot cards, right? right. So now it's getting to this point where, you know, working in tech, I'm hearing, you know, I go to meetings and I hear like these great, like you said, Fortune 500 companies, innovators, tech companies talking about intuition, like it's this holy grail. Mm -hmm. No, we understand. Yeah, we have data and machines and we know we're smart, but like that intuition piece, that's the magic secret sauce. So, you know, helping companies to realize that, you know, getting out of your comfort zone, taking chances, you know, pushing yourself beyond those boundaries, becoming those trailblazers. Those are the qualities of successful groundbreaking companies who are like setting the trends and following themselves instead of following other people and just keeping up with the trends. So it's so it's so heartening to me because as a like I started working as a psychic when I was 19. It was like in yeah. the early 90s, you know, and back then the, you, you just it was so fringe. It was so weird. It was so like, you know, like, like, what are you doing? You know, um, it was really crystal balls and, you know, mm -hmm. stuff, and and it's just so heartening to me to see kind of the the um, this whole field being legitimized, studied scientifically, you know, and all that kind of that um and, and and not only that but people reaping the benefit of that mainstreaming of it yeah so totally there's one of like my mission i say i'm trying to normalize intuition this is like yeah. i've been 
fighting for for so long. And I think part of it is a personal um, journey because it's such a part of me. And I was like you, and when I was young, everybody was like, oh, that's so weird. That's so strange. That's so creepy. And, and, you know, like, I'm like, I'm not weird or creepy. I'm just a normal person. So like, why should that be weird or creepy? Right. You know? Yeah. So, so that's, I was like, well, we need to stop this. And, and I'm, I'm so happy. I like you. I, I share in the joy of seeing like really smart people out there standing up for intuition now. And, you know, people who are the smartest people are standing up for intuition, not just like smart people. It's the smartest people now are standing up for intuition and, and redeeming us. So I love it. I'm so like, ah, you know, <laughs> and your, your book is like, eminently practical it's just full of tips techniques exercises it i mean it's very low on the woo meter yeah. um i thought i found and i like that i i think it, it's so accessible the way that you write about it but can, t tell us a little bit about maybe some tips or techniques that you know, anyone could, our listeners could use to kind of activate their intuition. Yeah. So first of all, I just love that phrase low on the woo meter. I'm going to probably use that. I love it. There's a little bit of woo. I mean, it's not it's a little bit of, there's just the right amount of woo, but it's just low on the woo meter, right? Yeah. You know, it's, it's good. I, I mean, intuition is woo. I mean, I can't say it's, it, there's no woo because there's a part of it that's yeah, so absolutely. profound, right? And like, you, you can't ignore that. And I'm not going to deny that, but at the same time, it's, it's, more than that and has a greater reach for humanity than that. So I, I just want to blow up, the, expand the boundaries for that, really, for that kind of thinking. So, you know, in order of getting started for like every regular person to just start, you know, becoming more intuitive. And I think this is something you've probably experienced too, is the first thing I always say, and you know, it's not a like magical thing, but the first thing I say is really to slow down and create more space in your life for your intuition to speak to you. That is the number one problem that we all have of why we don't hear our intuition because we're busy. We're on our phones all the time. We're rushing around. We have so much stuff going on in our life that there's no time for us to hear our in intuition. When are the times that people typically will get an intuition in the shower, maybe driving the car to work when they're alone, you know, right. like maybe when they're falling asleep at night or waking up in the morning, because those are the only times when their minds are quiet. Yeah. So this work, the work of like Eckhart Tolle and the power of now and mindfulness, like I really, really get behind that because I feel like all of that mindfulness and teaching us to move into the space and the presence of being is really the first step in becoming intuitive. Like I, I talk about this, this insightfulness, this movement of insightfulness that's happening now as a response right. to mindfulness, right? First we become mindful and then we get into the space where the stillness can start to speak to us so we can live insightfully and we can know the choices that we need to make and how we can act and serve in the world. It's a beautiful distinction between mindfulness and insightfulness, like mindfulness is the quieting, mm -hmm. you know, and the showing up in the present moment and to sort of being open and receptive because we have to be quiet to be open and receptive kind of without an agenda for me, like intuition comes when I'm like, I'm not like, you know, pushing like, Hey, intuition, you better talk to me right now. Like, it's just like, um, an open space. And then I love that distinction you made about insightfulness is, insightfulness sort of has a directionality to it in a way like it's pointing us into a direction that where mindfulness is just holding an open space thought that was great yeah and it's like a yin and a yang you know i look at it as really like complementary forces of sort of there's you know receptivity and action because intuition is about action because we hear people talking about following our intuition because mm. you know and we you know it would be nice if we could be still and just enjoy the moment and live in peace but the reality is we are all living lives and we have to do things on a daily basis so our intuition is really that higher guide 
through all of that action and really shows us the way to make the world better and make our lives better and, and evolve and grow. Yeah, and, and it, that was really came through in your book as sort of a recurring theme, which I totally agree with and was so happy you wrote about it, which is that we, we really can't separate this process from our personal growth and development. Mm -hmm. You know, like when we become mindful, when we become insightful, we sort of have to do inner work in a way. And a lot of times, our, I think this is my theory that people block their intuition because often it points us in a direction of growth that's difficult or that where we have some resistance to. Right. So we get a little bit like, la, 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 la. I don't want to hear that. And um, I don't know. What do you think? I 100 percent. I mean, the, the thing about intuition is so often it calls us outside of our comfort zone because yeah. that's what growth is. Right. You know, if we yeah. wanted to stay home and like be recluses, then, you know, that's great. But that's not the pathway to our evolution and opening ourselves up to change and growth. So our intuition is going to call us out of those uncomfortable situations and maybe even into other uncomfortable situations that are going to help us to to learn the lessons we need to learn and to expand our consciousness to to help ultimately to free us. You know, the idea is to free us from all of this stuff that we're dealing with and to wake us up. And our intuition can do that if we trust it and we follow it. And any other tips or techniques? Like what's one little thing besides, besides creating space? What else can we do? First impressions. So first impressions are something that's so important. Like we hear that saying first impressions never lie. So yeah. remembering that your intuition is that, that little smart spark, that quick moment that comes in before your mind has a chance to get in there and kill it. <laughs> Cause that's what it'll do. It'll rationalize it. It'll talk you out of it. Like you're saying earlier, it'll just try to overpower and dominate it. But that intuition is that sacred little moment that just comes to you out of nowhere. So really, I tell people to pay attention to anything that comes to you out of nowhere. Anything that you haven't formulated or thought of in a rational train of thought, right? Because you know your mind's yeah. not this. So that those little sparks in the shower, those little moments you're going for a walk and you have an idea. The time you think of a friend out of nowhere and then suddenly they call or write or something. Those are those intuitive moments that just simply come to you. So, so paying attention to those first impressions, the first things that come, the things that come out of nowhere. That's how you start to realize how your intuition is talking to you. Yeah, I find, and you, you give this advice in your book, which I think is fantastic. I find for me, like, I often have to write those things down. Um, and, you know, you talk about journaling as being like a, a tool, because I, I feel like if we don't write them down or record them on our phone or do something, they're like, they're gone in like a minute, like our attention shifts onto something else and they're, they're, we lose it. And you forget about it, right? And those validations yeah. are so huge. Uh, that, the book is full of, of, of ways to get validations because to me, validations are the only way that you're going to build trust until your intuition comes through for you because it's so nebulous. Until it comes through with something that's undeniable, you're right. not going to be able to trust it. So writing those little things down, because so, another thing is intuitions, hindsight's twenty twenty. So it might mm -hmm. not have realized it until two months in the future and you go back and you read that and you're like, oh my gosh, I right? was writing about this, right? How often yeah, so often so important to, to record those validations to build trust. Yeah, absolutely. And I don't know, I love I love that. And how, how can people work with you? Let's talk a little bit about where they can get your book, how they can work with you, how they can find you. Yeah, so you can get my book, Radical Intuition, A Revolutionary Guide to Owning Your Inner Power, anywhere online or at my website, kimchesty.com. And you can also learn more about uh, our intuition development classes at intuitionlab.com. And I have a free wake up your intuition guide that you can get there and you can just start doing all this stuff. It's 12 pages and it's got some juicy stuff to start doing all this work right now. That's fantastic. I think it's, um, I, I mean, I'm a very practical, 
practical as a psychic i'm tend to be on the practical side just like you are and i love that um you included all these really really practical things so i think getting your book would also be a fantastic idea let's take a look at your book and i'm assuming that um you know people get it on amazon and all the usual yeah book every, outlet. everywhere target walmart you name it it's it's there that's great. <laughs> That's great. Well, thank you so much for being with us today, Kim. It was such a fantastic um, time and journey to explore what your intuition is. I have one last question before we end. Quantum intuition. Where are we going in the future? Like, what do you, where do you think the evolution of intuition is, is going? That's the future. It's really going to be one. Once we start to scientifically understand quantum realities, intuition is going to all become clear we're going to understand how it's possible for us to know things beyond time and space and travel through these wormholes of thought uh, it's really going to be an exciting time i think there's a lot of great stuff that that awaits ahead for intuition i know i love it too and i i feel like you know quantum physicists are approving like what metaphysicians have known all along you know what psychics and metaphysicians and sages have known you know like all those people you talked about um you know, Einstein and Stephen Hawking's and Yogananda. And now we're, we're kind of catching up to the science of yes. that and also in a really affirming and incredible way. Totally. That's exactly it. We're catching up. So mm -hmm. I, I think it's exciting that, that part of us knew, even though we didn't know we know, but we knew. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you so much for, um, for being on the show with me today and for sharing your beautiful wisdom with the audience and writing this incredible book. I am going to start giving this book out to all my students and my my psychic students it's it's such a great resource so thank you for the beautiful work you're doing and in the world thank you for having me this has been a great conversation oh and thank all of you guys for watching and listening to us um thanks for joining us you can find me if you want to um see where what i'm doing these days come and visit me on my website lisacampion.com and and i'd love to visit with you um find out what you're doing but thanks again for being with us here on Empower Radio, where we are healing the planet one person at a time. I'm Liz Winter and I have been a medium and a spiritual development teacher for over 30 years. On my podcast, All Aboard the Mediumship, I want to share the message with you that there is a wealth of love and comfort available to you from the spirit world. On my podcast, you can experience this comfort and peace for yourself through gentle guided meditations and helpful messages. Make sure you subscribe and follow so you never miss an episode. Part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network.